that reminds me of um uh something you said to me that was so it was like so profound to me and it was like an epiphany and i think you said it to me like uh, maybe a year ago now um and and i actually was just watching i watched sisters on bet and he said it to her too when men say i'm never gonna hurt you i love you so much i'm like you are such a liar explain that to me do you remember what you said you're like yeah yeah. Like yeah. that's a lie in and of itself. Yeah. That's a lie in and of itself. I'm never gonna hurt you. That's bullshit. I would never tell nobody that because <laughs> that's just like now I could say I'm not gonna intentionally try to hurt you. That that's true. I'm not gonna go out of my way to try to hurt your feelings or whatever, but hey, we may have a discussion and I may have to tell you about yourself. It's yeah. not like I'm trying to hurt you on purpose, but it may hurt your feelings. It may make you feel a certain type of way. Yep. So for me to sit here and be like, oh, I'll never hurt you. Like, come on, man. Hey, girl. Hey, welcome to Single You, the podcast. I'm your host, Rika. I'm a dog mom of two Precious, sweet pit bulls. I'm a lover of Will Smith. I mean, literally, since I was nine, I have a problem. Mm -hmm. I finally started rocking my curly fro back in 2017 and never looked back. It's been a journey. I'm a motivational speaker, the single girl's life coach, the CEO and founder of Single You Academy, my online community for women. And you'll often hear me say that singleness is not a punishment. Your single season is not a season to endure, sweetheart. It's a life and a life worth living. You just got to design it. Now, my intention with Single You Academy is to help you discover your worth, girl, so that you can stop tying your identity to men and stop being a people pleaser. And I know you hear all the gurus say, you need to love yourself. You need to know yourself. What what is that Drake song? Know yourself, know your worth. (laughs) We hear these things all the time but sometimes we don't know where to start. That's where I come in. I can get you started. If you reach out your hand, I will grab it. So reach out to me if you need to on Instagram. You can slide into my DMs. Or if you don't have Instagram, you can email me as well. And I'll put those in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe to Single You, the podcast. Rate it or share it with someone you feel could use a message like this. Thank you for listening. And let's get into the episode. This episode, the guest is my cousin, DJ. So I hear a lot of women always asking, where are the good men? How do I find a good man? How do I know? And then there are some women who speak in absolutes. All men are bad. They're all liars. They all suck. Okay, so what now? So if that's the case, then what are we supposed to do? This is the conversation that I have with DJ because who better to let us know if all men are bad than a man? If you want to hear about men, you got to be asking men, especially good men. So what I hope that you take from this episode, girlfriend, is how how to date better. You're going to hear this conversation and what I mean by that. But one of the things that I just want to highlight again, even though I do mention it in this episode, is about guarding your heart, about that scripture. So I'm a Christian and it's Proverbs 4 and 23. We are, yes, we are supposed to guard our heart. And what happens when we don't is this is what happens. 
these conversations, women thinking in absolutes that all men are bad, all men are liars, they all suck, because we're not really perfecting the art of guarding our heart. It's not about building brick walls. And I don't want you, if you want a date, if you want a relationship, I don't want you to be doing that in fear. But we do have to build fences and collect data. Also, please note that you are not a rehabilitation center for men, okay? Yes, we have to have compassion for each other, but that does not mean that I need to date you. And it doesn't make me a bad person if I don't date you. But it is about knowing what you want and who you are. I know I've already asked you, will you rate and subscribe? But seriously, I'm trying to get to 100 reviews here on this podcast. So if you could just take a moment, even pause it right now before you get into the episode, because I know you, you gonna forget. (laughs) Can you just pause it right now and review this episode, review this podcast? I'm just trying to get to 100. That's a goal that I just have uh, by January 1 of 2021. So you would be helping me out. You'd be helping a sister out. Okay. Oh, shoot. And I almost forgot. There is cussing in this episode. So if there's little kids around, an F word, the S word is going to be thrown around. Okay. So I did rate it explicit. Uh, we're grown. So I'm having these conversations and uh, sorry if you don't like those words. Sorry, not sorry. And when I say this Friday, I'm speaking of this Friday, like this episode dropped on Thursday, December 3rd. Friday would be tomorrow, December 4th. Let's get into the episode. Today, I am honored. I I just, I freaking love my cousin, dude. And I cannot wait to this whole COVID crap is over because we need to kick it. We haven't had a good kick it moment yet um, yeah, we haven't kicked it since like the family reunion like seven eight years ago <laughs> right exactly and i'm like we grown and i need to be kicking it in california so i cannot wait till all this is over so we can get together and have conversations like this in person and stuff but um you were top of mind when i was um envisioning what i wanted to do from now on on my Facebook page and have these conversations um, because I know that I've had these conversations with you and I have deemed you as my cousin, a good guy. I'm sure maybe there are women who would disagree, um, but we all have our moments and stuff. But uh, you are somebody who has good insight on the heart of a good man. And so that's why I invited you to this conversation. So I just wanna dive into it because you were already like (laughs) talking about the comments that are on the page right now. So I'm in this group on Facebook and this is where I get a lot of the topics. Um, And it's supposed to be a Facebook page. It's called like single strong women or something. I thought it was gonna be a Facebook page of women doing the dang thing uh, in their single season and happy, but it's actually a Facebook page of women with a lot of problems with men. And I'm not here to judge anybody, I've been there. Um, And I know that I can help them, but unfortunately I'm not allowed to advertise in that Facebook group, but whatever. So I just watch what's going on. And I'm like, oh, this would be a good conversation. Oh, this would be a good conversation. So when I saw this, it just, I was like, dang man, is is this where we are? So the topic was somebody posted, if you are a single woman who is dating and looking for Mr. Right, what is your biggest dating challenge? And you see the comments, guys lie. They got drama, they cheaters, they have no standards, they ain't sh- they da 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 da, they're weak. And so I wanted to have this conversation with you um, because I don't agree, but I wanna hear why you think women say this about men. And is it true? 
are there just no good men anywhere on this planet anymore and life is over so what now uh no it's not true there's good men out there and then i also want to preface this with good is subjective you know what i'm saying what's good to me or what i consider being good may be different for you may be different for somebody else it's all relative you know what i mean and so i can't necessarily say oh you know this person's good because a lot of guys like to say oh i'm a good guy and they just use the fact that oh, I don't cheat, or oh, I have a good job, or oh, this makes me good, when it's so much more than that. And so to dive into this, though, like these comments are more so to me, women taking personal experiences and using it to create like this generalization of all men. So like, for example, you know, this lady, she's like, you know, guys have three or more children with three or more women. And I'm not dating, you know, nobody with baby mama drama, especially when she's a manipulative, insecure, whiny. Like that's you're getting super specific now. You know what I'm saying? Like, so this this actually happened to you. And because it happened to you, that means every guy that has multiple children is comes with a bunch of baby mama drama. And that's just not true. Um, furthermore, just because you have multiple children doesn't make you a bad person. <laughs> like now you know, I know women somehow just like, you know, it kind of shows, you know, reckless behavior or stuff like that. And that may well be true, but we also have to look at things like, like for me, for example, in my twenties, I was um, more or less a scumbag, you know what I'm saying? But should I be defined? Should I be defined by that for the rest of my life? Am I not allowed to grow and change and become a better man? Like, I did this in my 20s, so I have to be that for the rest of my life? No, you know what I mean? And it doesn't mean that you can't reform and become better and grow and heal and things like that. Also, you know, uh, what I see is um, uh, a lot of, and no way am I taking accountability away from guys because guys do need to hold themselves accountable. Guys do lie, yeah. guys do have drama but everybody has that like that's not that's not specific to men like that's not oh only so, men have drama only men cheat only men lie like that's not yeah that's not true yeah <laughs> and it's, it's 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 funny to me because i feel like and i'm not a man and so this is why i'm going to ask you this question i feel like women are the only ones who do this we, we think in absolutes when it comes to men because i was treated bad uh abused cheated on whatever um that means all men are bad and we have to get out of this mindset because nothing is absolute everything in this world it, on any topic or discussion is not black and white it's not you know whatever so do men also when you guys are having conversations around dating and women do you guys say this like all oh, women are bad I, she sucks and she got a baby daddy she did do you guys also like drag us like this in your conversations with your friends? Like, I know you can't speak for every man, but. Not in general terms, like not as like, oh, every woman is this, that, and the third. Like me and some of my friends, when we talk, we talk more in specifics. Like, for example, if a woman did something that I found to be just like ridiculous, I might say, man, she did this. Like, why would she even do this or whatever? But I don't say, oh, she did this. All these women be doing that, this, that, and the third. Like, no, this is just specific to this person, this yeah. situation. You know what I mean? 
And it's also important to note, just because somebody does something that you don't like, doesn't necessarily make them a bad human being. <laughs> like, right, I think right, a lot right, of times right, people, yeah, yeah. oh, he didn't communicate this, or he didn't say this, or she didn't do this. So now she, all, she's just an all around fucked up person. Like, no, it's just, hey, maybe they're lacking in this department. Or, you know, also, it's also important to note that our environment in which we were raised, our experiences, it shapes how we do things and view things. And so, it's important that we have some compassion for each other and try to be a little more understanding and not just get so like worked up over something and not understanding the whole situation surrounding it. You know what I mean? So, so and in order to understand how people were raised, who they are, how they are loving, how they respond to things, you have to get to know who people are. So I know you and I have talked about this a lot. It seems like when girls, we get asked out and again anytime I talk about women girls I'm talking about myself to what I would be doing prior to 2017 2017 and pre-Rika uh, you know before I did all of the work that I've done now what was this girl this is why I can talk about this but we get so excited when a guy asks us out like we're already oh my god he could be the one he's so fine oh my god we're gonna have 3.5 kids and our two dogs and we're getting so excited to now we're already sleeping with this guy two weeks in this and that and the third and then we're starting to see all these red flags and then it ends up being this dude he's a liar a cheater no commitment he's drama he's full of this you could have figured all of these things out before you even really got serious with him. I just feel like people are not um, dating to uh, build friendships. They're dating to just, I had to hurry up, especially for girls. I got to hurry up and get married and have these kids. So, cause that's what people do. Like, do you feel that way too? Like girl, we just get so excited. Do guys get so excited? Yeah, I feel like people in general, but I do see it more so on the women's side than the men's side, but really both is, they put too many like expectations and unnecessary pressure yeah. on dating situations. Like one thing, like my therapist, you know, she told me, shout out to Mara. She's amazing. Uh, <laughs> and I do follow her on Instagram. She's dope. <laughs> she, she's dope. Um, one thing she told me was just enjoy the moments, man. Wow. You know, don't like when you like somebody asks you out you go out on a date people are all like oh you know they already thinking about the wedding and just have fun if you have fun with it and you don't have any of these like exuberant expectations and you're not putting all this pressure on the situation if the person happens to ghost you or they turn out to not be what you thought they were it's no loss on your part as far as like oh you know I got myself all worked up like yo, this person was in my life for this portion of time. I enjoyed it. I had fun and it didn't work out and I'm going to move to the next person or whatever. Like, but people get too invested and emotionally invested in their feelings invested too soon when they should just be having fun. Just have fun, man. Yeah. Yeah. I teach my clients, um, your data collecting. He is not right. He's not Mr. Right or Mr. Right now. You met him two weeks ago. <laughs> Look, I, you know, I love boxing. I love boxing. Yeah. Uh, mostly everybody that knows I love boxing. 
the first couple rounds when you're fighting someone, you're just getting information. You may throw a jab out there. You may do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but you're just collecting information. What do they do when I do this? What do they do when I do that? What do they do when I throw this punch or whatever? You're getting information in the beginning. Then later on, you can start putting it together and you can start coming up with a game plan and then you can start throwing your combos. You can start fainting and all this other stuff. I won't get too much into boxing, but um, (laughs) you say that because you said data collecting and that's really what it is. Like, I like to put everything in boxing terms because for me, like boxing relates a lot to life. And like you said, in the beginning, you're just meeting someone, you're just getting information, download that information. Hey, when I talk to them about this, how do they respond? Um, we had a disagreement. How did they handle that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We went out on a date. How did they treat the waiter? How did they yeah. treat the valet guy? Like yeah. all of this stuff is super important because down the line, that's going to tell you what type of human being they are. Yeah. And for me, it's about, um, so what I teach in, in Single You Academy, um, you know, I help women discover their worth so that they can stop tying their identity to men and stop being a people pleaser. So if you're if you if dating is supposed to be data collecting or data collecting, however I don't know how to say that word. I know we all say it differently. But if you're supposed to be dating and collecting data, you also have to know what you want. Then, so for me, when I was dating in you know 2017 and before, I didn't know that. You know, it was just like oh I'm dating because that's what people do. But now mm-hmm. one of my top things is. Um, I, I love to, to test, not, not test like me, maybe I will sometimes, but I just want to make sure he's slow to anger because my abusive ex, a leaf will fall off the tree and it cussing up a storm and this and that. So if I was, if I was, you know, when I, while I was in the dating process of getting to know him, I noticed Mm -hmm. that weekend, first weekend, he was upset about something that I did that I felt that you should not be upset about. But once he apologized and I thought it was all cute and blah, 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 I was like, oh, okay. And then the second time it happened, and again, so that cycle of him doing it, him apologizing, me thinking it's cute, oh, it's da, 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 da. I stayed. But if I was actually collecting that data, I'd be like, dang, this man has a pattern of quick to anger. And I don't right. want that. I, I, right. I'm, I'm cool. So you have to first know what you want before you step out here and date. Um, and so what I want to get into your uh, dating life. I know a little bit and you don't have to share everything. But so um, prior to this DJ who's doing all the work, which I wish I wish a lot of men, especially a lot of black men would do all the work. You, you doing it, cousin. You doing it. Who were you before? How were you dating before? Were you a guy who was a dog? You knew you was a dog. What? Like who? What? What was you doing back then? <laughs> well, uh, dang. <laughs> well, I would say this: like in my twenties, I was very, uh, I was, I was doggish. I was, um, yeah, I was. I'm not gonna tell the story because you know, it, it, when I look back on it, I was. It's kind of like twofold because, like, a part of me is like, damn, you know, I treated a lot of black women wrong and I did some really shady shit and then on another hand I'm like if I didn't experience those things and I didn't go through that maybe I don't become the man I am today you know what I'm saying so uh but I will say in my 20s I wasn't I wasn't dating with a purpose and the reason and I was putting too much pressure on situations and I was being 
too much influenced by like peer pressure and stuff like that. And so, but also I want to say that a lot of times like, like me growing up, I don't know about you and your parents, but my parents never talked to me about dating. They never talked to me about love. They never talked to me about what to look for in a woman, you know, any of that. And so my dating experience has been like trial and error. You know what I mean? I had to learn on my own pretty much. And so um, looking back now, if I was smart, you know, in my early 20s, I would have been looking to settle down, not necessarily get married right then and there, but looking for something long term. Now that I, you know, when people, you hear people, oh, so your wild oats, no, you should have fun. Dude, you should be looking for something serious once you like get out of college, you're right, you know, at that point of getting out of college, you should start looking for something serious, but that's neither here nor there. Now, <laughs> at my older age, I would say that I am more so, I don't put the pressure on situations like I used to. Yeah. Like I tell people, like when people ask me like, well, what are you looking for and all this other stuff? I just want fun and effortless interactions with somebody. I want good energy, positive energy, uh, mutual respect. And the most important thing for me is I need the freedom in the space to be myself without feeling like I'm being criticized or judged. I love that. So like for me, I'm very introverted. <clears throat> I can be a little quirky, you know, random at times. And so I need to feel like I'm safe to be that without someone judging me or criticizing me because maybe like for example like me and my ex she was introverted too and so sometimes we would be in the house maybe she's in the living room I'm in the back room and we're not talking to each other at all now we're not mad at each other there's no argument or nothing like we're just totally vibing and it's okay you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, she's doing her thing. I'm doing my thing. And then maybe later on, we get together and do something together or whatever. But I need to know that I'm safe being by myself, that you're not going to come and try to like uh, make me feel bad because I'm not talking to you or I'm not yeah. spending time with you. Or I'm not doing yeah. enough of it. Like, look, just let me do my thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. That is so funny because when you said you're introverted, I was just going to ask you. Yeah, I want to be able to be in a house with my significant other, not talking, and nobody think that I'm mad at them. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Leave me alone, man. I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't have to talk to you every five minutes. And because we didn't talk for two hours, doesn't mean that something happened in that moment. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's so me. I love that. Um, okay, so I wrote down a couple. I was taking notes while you were talking because I want to hit on some points. Um, when you said that mutual respect thing, um, I was listening to an interview with uh, President Barack Obama today um, about right. his book. My mom says she's buying me that book for Christmas. I'm supposed to be excited, so and surprised. So, <laughs> um, so I guess on Christmas Day I'll be surprised that I'm getting it. But anyway, Michelle, Michelle, and Barack talk about their relationship um, a lot now. Now they're more open, and they do say that they struggled, especially during that eight years when they was in that White House when Michelle was not having it. And they went to counseling and everything. And he said, but the thing that he tells young people and newlyweds or whatever is we never cross the line of, of disrespect. We always have respect for each other. So there was never a moment where I call her out her name. I disrespected her because she upset me. There was never those moments. And I feel like in our 
society and pop culture and everything, especially if you're following along with Cardi B and Offset, they think that just that's normal, that disrespect each other because I'm upset is normal and I'll apologize later. And I, I, I don't want, I, I'm just like, I'm so trying to push against that narrative so much in what I do on my platform. You don't have to have a dysfunctional ass relationship. Like, did you see that tweet? And, and, and listen, I don't know Cardi B and I don't know Offset, so this is really not a knock on them. This is just the narrative in society, but she definitely tweeted, y'all need to stay out of our business. Um, I, we got, we're, we're just an example of getting married young and we have a dysfunctional relationship like the rest of y'all. And I was like, yeah, but why is that the bar though? Right, right, right. <laughs> like, that's okay? I just, I just, right. I, don't, I don't like that. And if that is relationships, then I don't want it. I definitely think that there is a um, a bucket of dysfunction and disrespect that we have to stay away from. And there is a bucket of, yeah, you know, married people do say marriage is hard, um, you know, and there's compromise and stuff like that, but it can be in a healthy way. There's a healthy way to disagree without, you know, disrespecting each other. So I just wanted to point that out. Also, you said, that you, you, you know, you wish when you were younger, you were dating with a purpose. What does that mean to you? Like just having, well, a couple things. One, knowing who I was, I didn't know who I was in my twenties. Like when you know who you are, you're better able to convey that to someone else. And you're also better able to know what you want, you know what I mean? And what you need. And so I didn't know who I was in my twenties. You know what I mean? Now I more so know who I am and what I want and, you know, like my uh, things that I stand hard on and things that I'm flexible with or whatever, but dating with a purpose more so looking for something long term, like really knowing what I wanted in a woman and what was important to me in a relationship. I didn't know none of that stuff because nobody ever discussed that stuff with me, you know, also. You know, people, you know, and I was one of those people because, you know, that's how we grew up. You're told, oh, uh, these traditional gender roles, you know what I mean? Oh, the woman's supposed to do this. The man is supposed to do that. And when I look back on it now, that stuff is, ret- <laughs> like, it's not, it shouldn't be so like binary, like right or wrong. Yes or no. You do this. I do that. Like, it should be more so like people working together. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and yeah, and however it works for your relationship is okay. But again, nobody had these conversations with us and it's not a knock on, you know, you come from a two-parent household, so do I, I love my parents, they're still together, blah, blah, blah. So it's not a knock on them, it's just the generations before us. They, us millennials, we're like, wait a minute. Like I saw, right. <laughs> we started questioning. No, the, there up. was a different time, there yeah. was a different time when men, you know, paid all the bills in the house and the woman took, because one, women couldn't work and they didn't make any, any type of money. Not saying that women have, you know, like it's equal now, but women are more able to make good money. You know, they're more able to get out there and work and things like that. And really, to be honest, in this day and age, you can't really survive in no house with no kids with one income, unless you're a millionaire. Yeah. especially in California. Now, I don't know about Washington or nowhere else, but in California with kids, it ain't no way in hell you taking care of a household with one income unless you're rich. 
Yeah, uh, not, definitely not in Seattle. Uh, Maybe where I live, um, I, I would have to ask around. But Seattle, nope. Seattle is like LA. We, 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 look, the Seahawks won a Super Bowl and Seattle done skyrocketed. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> it, it sucks. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and we are, we, and, and this is why we're having uh, this conversation because this is a conversation that you and I have had about not having these conversations about what makes a healthy relationship versus unhealthy and how that was a, a, in retrospect a detriment to us and, and it would have mm -hmm. uh, helped us. So um, I also wrote down you saying that you want to feel safe in your own home, which to me means, you know, not having to walk on eggshells or morph into somebody else to make them accept you, right? And right. so on the screen right now, uh, and, and we're going to talk about this because um, I, I like asking men if, so women often enter into relationships trying to cook their way, sex their way, force their way, serve their way, submit their way into a man's heart, trying to prove their worth, okay? Only to be picked by men who sit back and reap the benefits of your affections. And this is that story. And I don't know how big you can see it on your side, BJ. So I just wanted to read a little bit of it. Yeah, I can see it. Um, so I asked you, do you know that women do this? yeah yeah they do do that mm -hmm. and, and oh go ahead i'm sorry no and i was gonna say and this and i've heard this so you are now the second guy on this um a topic of conversation singleness is not a punishment a conversation series and you're the second yes that i got and this is why i believe and i want to hear from you why i believe we keep getting picked by these men who just sit back and reap the benefits like okay well if you're gonna do that cool I'm, yeah i'm about to just yeah you know so right what do you think about this? You you know that we do this and 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 what? Like what do you think about this? Um I think that it does a disservice to both people in the relationship when you first like I, I think I told you society already reduces women down to you know domestic duties and sexual pleasure and things like that and they reduce men down to financial you know, uh, responsibilities and, you know, physical strength and things like that. And each gender is so much more than that. Yeah. And it does a disservice when it's like, oh, you know, and you, I think you heard it growing up. Everybody heard this. Oh, the key to a man's heart is through his stomach. Yeah. Look, I don't give a shit if you can cook or not. Like that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything to me. Like, I don't, like, you're not the only woman with a stove. You're not the only one woman with a vacuum cleaner. Like, you're not the only woman with a vagina. That stuff is very low <laughs> on my on my list of priorities when it comes yeah. to what I'm looking for in a woman yeah. in a relationship. Like I told you, I want to feel safe. I want to be able to trust you. And when I say trust, I don't mean trust like infidelity. I mean trust like I can tell you my fears. I can talk to you about what scares me. I can talk to you about, yeah. you know, uh, I was hurt today. You hurt my feelings. Yeah. And not only can I talk to you about those things, but when we have an argument or a disagreement, you're not going to use those things against me at a later date. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I love, <laughs> I, I, hold on, not to cut you off, but I love that you're saying that because in this book uh, that Devon Franklin wrote, uh, what men and women need to know uh, about men, he says that like a safe place to land when we are being vulnerable 
and we don't want you to laugh at us or judge us or bring it up at a later day or hold it against us or like if you're supposed to be my woman i should be able to tell you everything everything um so i love that you brought that up because i think when men are vulnerable or they do share we're very hurtful and what we say back uh, one thing i've noticed is you may express yourself to a woman you know your opinion your feelings you're being vulnerable and then they use that to insinuate that you're gay or to say that you're being effeminate or something like that and they wonder why men close up and they close off and they don't say anything it adds to that toxic masculinity you know what i'm saying yeah like if I feel like I can't talk to you or be open and vulnerable with you because you're going to insinuate that I'm being feminine or anything like that, I'm just not going to say nothing to you. Yeah. And we, and, and we're sitting here saying we want men who share with us and we want them to right. be and all of this. And that's like, but do you give him a safe place to land sweetheart? And so honestly in single you Academy, I don't let any of my clients escape. Like I, women can be toxic too. So if they bring up something to me that I'm like, whoa, what, what, what? I'll call it out. Like, no, 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 you, that you was wrong. Sorry, boo boo. Um, and cause I think women, unfortunately we think we're perfect and I'm a woman and you just supposed to love me. <laughs> um, but you know, it has, there has to be reciprocity on, on, on both ends for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So do men also do this? Do you think that men oftentimes are trying to serve their way, morph their way to get the woman yeah especially when it comes to money and finances they think that they have to buy her stuff and you know take her on expensive dates and all this other stuff to win her affection and her love and if that's all that you need to do to win her affection and that's not much like you want someone that's going to be there no matter how much money you have or what's going on in your life. You know what I mean? And yeah, men do that all the time. Like I did it, you know what I'm saying? I thought that this was the way to, you know, oh, she'll like me if I buy her this or if I do that or, you know, whatever, if I take her to this place or whatever. And when she never asked for that, she never asked for that. She was just comfortable being with you how you are. Yeah. But because I think a lot of times we buy into what society tells us, we buy into what, like you say, like what we see on social media, oh, offset bought Cardi B a Lambo truck or whatever. <laughs> and so yeah. Yeah. you feel like that's the aspiration to being in a, a successful relationship is buying a bunch of expensive stuff. And that's not yeah. true. I wish like. But then also women do be calling dudes broke all the time. So that doesn't help the situation either. <laughs> right. Right. So I, I definitely have, you know, have said those things. I even have a video on why dating a broke man isn't wise. And now I'm trying to um, work on my wording. I do not think that you should, as a woman or even as a man, be trying to pull somebody up. But again, because you're in a financial different situation than I am, you're not a bad person. You're just not right. for me possibly. Right. Right. And uh, you were saying that earlier that just because this guy did this or this person did this doesn't make them an overall bad person. And that is so true. And I've always felt that way, even if I worded it wrong, that, you know, hurt somebody's feelings. But 
not everybody is for everybody. <laughs> like Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, it's like you don't even like everybody. So why would you expect everybody to like you? So, yeah. you know, I say that to say because a lot of women get upset and offended or sad or think they're unworthy or unlovable when men leave them or this guy that she like doesn't like her, then it they feel it's a reflection on them as a person. And it's like, no, he's no. not he did you a favor, boo-boo. He's not for you. Yeah. <laughs> he's not for you. Um, so one of the questions that I got from a client that was so good, and I love that she asked this question because I never even thought of it until she asked. Um, and you know, I was telling her my story about the things that I did for my abusive ex and this morphing and this and that. And she asked me, um, when you were doing these things, even these things on the screen um, for your, your guy, was it something that he requested or did you just do it because you thought that's what makes a healthy relationship? For me, my answer right. was in the beginning, it was, I just thought that's what makes a healthy relationship. So I have to do these things. I have to tap dance for him in order right. for him to get the bond. And then we live happily ever after. Um, so in the beginning, yes. And then unfortunately that was a controlling relationship. So then I had to do a lot of things, had, had to in air quotes, cause nobody has to do anything, but mm -hmm. I thought, you know, whatever. So when you were doing that, you know, as you said, morphing and stuff, is it something that you felt you, this is how relationships are or did the women request it from you? No, it was something that I was just doing. Cause I thought that that's what you were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Most women, like one of the, <laughs> like when you always hear the the $200 date debate all the time I tell people one of the best dates I've ever been on this is several years ago it may have cost me like 30 bucks like we went and we had a picnic at Alamo Square Park in yeah. San Francisco and anybody that knows Alamo Square Park that's where the full house you know the the painted ladies the the uh the Victorian houses in the full house you know the opening oh, uh intro jealous, and so yeah. so we we went and got some deli sandwiches she made like a fruit salad and we just put a blanket down we ate we people watched and we just talked it didn't cost me hardly anything yeah. but guys get up i think societal pressure uh what they think you know we let that stuff creep into our head and so we think oh i gotta spend all this money to show that I am worthy or, you know, whatever, when she never even asked you for that. Yeah. She never asked you for that. Yeah. And so it's important also, I think that we have these conversations about like, you know, uh, what do you like, what's your, I don't want to say what's your idea of a perfect day, but just like, it's not so much asking questions, it's asking the right questions, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, for example, like when people go on dates and then they get to the date and they're like, well, I wanna go Dutch, you should pay for your half and I'm gonna pay for my half. Yeah. You should have had that conversation before you asked the person out on a date, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I wanna go Dutch, but there's something wrong with thinking, making a person believe that, hey, this is a date I'm gonna pay. And then when you get there, it's like, no, you pay for yours, I pay for mine. That's corny to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Be upfront about what your intentions are and what you want or whatever and go from there. And you can't get mad if the person says, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But we see, so let me see if you agree. 
the reason why we don't bring up what I think are simple things and simple conversations that we should be having is because we are afraid of the rejection. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What if they yep, say they're no? afraid that the person say no? Yeah. What if they reject me? What What if they break up with me? I mean, they're, you know, I've had clients or, you know, even uh, in the, the group that I said I was in on Facebook, like some girls will ask the group instead of their boyfriend or their husband. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Like, what you asking me for? Go ask yeah. the person. Go, <laughs> right. go ask him. Go, you, but they're afraid. There's so much fear surrounding relationships, not even just romantic relationships. So I, I just, I, I'm just like, if you, if your relationship will end because you asked a question or you brought then something up. You don't up, need to be in that relationship, bro. Then, right. Then that relationship was not strong enough. It wasn't meant to be then. Um, but we, we wrap our, our, our identity. That's why I say, I help women discover their worth so that they can stop tying their identity to a man. You wrap your identity so much around this idea of, I have to have a man. I have to have somebody next to me in order to be worthy. Like without right. that person, I am unworthy. So I'm just waiting for somebody to deem me worthy so then I can hold my head up high. Like right. I just, again, no judgment. I definitely was there um, looking back. I don't know if I would have ever articulated that way until now. Um, and it's just really sad to me that we just cannot have these conversations with people we say we love. Like what? Right. <laughs> you know? Again, that goes back to trust. Like I said, yeah. you know, earlier, it's not for me, trust, you know, people always equate trust to infidelity or, you know, cheating or whatever. To me, can I trust that I can come to you about anything and it's not going to end the relationship? Can I trust that I can make you upset? And that's not going to end the relationship. Like sometimes people are so afraid of making a partner upset. Yeah. Like, damn, like that's just a part of being in a relationship. That's a part of life. Damn, I I, I can't make you look mad without you like breaking up with me or whatever. Again, right, right. if that's all it takes, right? If that's all it takes, then maybe we need to reevaluate this shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of. Um, uh something you said to me that was so it was like so profound to me and it was like an epiphany and I think you said it to me like uh, maybe a year ago now um yeah, and and I actually was just watching I watched sisters on BET and he said it to her too when men say I'm never gonna hurt you I love you so much I'm like <laughs> you are such a liar explain that to me do you remember what you said you're like men yeah I yeah. Like yeah. that's a lie in and of itself. Yeah. That's a lie in and of itself. I'm never going to hurt you. That's bullshit. Like I would never tell nobody that because <laughs> that's just like now I could say I'm not going to intentionally try to hurt you. That that's true. I'm not going to go out of my way to try to hurt your feelings or whatever, but Hey, we may have a discussion and I may have to tell you about yourself. It's yeah. not like I'm trying to hurt you on purpose, but it may hurt your feelings. It may make you feel a certain type of way. Yep. So for me to sit here and be like, oh, I'll never hurt you. Like, come on, man. Nobody can promise you that. Even your parents, <laughs> Nobody can promise you that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel that's just another game that they're trying to play to get into your mind. Girl, I ain't never going to hurt you. I love you. I would never do something like that to you. You don't know. You don't know what tomorrow brings, let alone an hour from now. 
So that is something that to me is a red flag. Like if a dude says that to me, I'd be like, oh, okay, no, that's a lot. Well, see, that's the stuff. That's the stuff that you have to pay attention to. That may not be. It's 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 below the surface, and so like if you're you have to read between the lines like those are red flags that you have to read between the lines because you know the average person or whatever they're not thinking correctly they may just be like oh he'll never hurt me not really thinking that this is a red flag for this person to tell me something that's a lie in and of itself yeah like you as a per i can't even say that to anybody even though i think right. I'm a good person i'm a great person but I can't tell DJ or who my my next man or whatever. I'll never hurt you. Like, yeah, I'll probably I I'll probably go piss you off. But and to be honest, <laughs> being in a relationship, a part of it is going to be some hurt there. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because having the hard conversations and being vulnerable, period, is hurtful. That sucks. It's hurtful. Like exactly. we hate sharing our it's, feelings. Like that's exactly. it's just a weird human thing that we have to do, and we have to get over it. And but while we're in the midst of it, and we're like, oh my God, this really uh, this sucks. Oh God, I'm nervous. I'm da -da 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 -da. It, it's just something we have to do. So yeah, you can't say that. So now I want to get back to um uh the work that you 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 did on yourself, and that's very important because one of the questions um that was posed to me was, well, then how do you find a real good man? And this was my answer, and I want you to answer it. How do you find a real good man? I said by knowing what a trash ass ass man is and knowing that singleness is not a punishment it'll help in your decision making no matter what you're worthy regardless of your relationship status so i said that because if you are dating with the mantra the knowing singleness is not a punishment i'm worthy regardless of my relationship you will not try to hold on to the bs when you do see the red flags when that does pop up when the non-good men pop up in your life, you'll be able to spot them immediately because you should only be data collecting. Um, and it's all about knowing who you are and knowing what you want and not dating to hurry up and get this goal that society set on us, especially as women, because the goal in life for women is to get married and have kids. So as a man, DJ, what would you say to your sister, your daughter, or just me, your cousin, if I was like, well, how do I find a good man then? <laughs> um dang that's a hard one like right and it's a long because you know a lot of a, go ahead i'm sorry no i was gonna say it's definitely a long conversation because your right. definition of good man could be different than mine but it starts with knowing who you are it starts with you period yeah but anyway go I ahead agree. yeah i want to hear yeah. yeah you have to you have to know who you are as a person as an individual and i like what you said about like you have to know what the opposite side of that is as well you know what i'm saying so you have to know and you have to have your your expectations as far as like what you're what you are and aren't going to tolerate you know what i mean um but a lot of guys can be wolves in sheep's clothing you know what i mean and so you have to pay attention to, you know, certain stuff like, you know, is this person quick to anger? Um, the lying, I would never hurt you. <laughs> yeah, stuff <laughs> like that. Um, the the um, one thing that I learned recently is the love bombing. 
um the the manipulation the uh the um you know like uh if you love me you would do that you know stuff like that you know what i mean like guilt tripping you and things like that but then also how has this person dealt with trauma you know how do they deal with trauma what has their experience been like like you know, hey, maybe these things happened to them in their childhood. Um, what have they done to rectify that stuff? A lot of people, they just go on in life and they never try to deal with any of the things that have been festering in their life. Like, you know, I take with me one thing that you always told me, like when I went through my breakup and I was just like, I was hurting and you were like, it's time and execution. A lot of people just say time, time heals all wounds yeah you could wait it out but you still got to do the work man you know what i'm saying yeah yeah and so when you ask people ask the right questions like one thing i like to see um do you have any friends of the opposite sex that you can go to that will be honest and upfront with you like i have woman friends that will tell me like no dj like you're tripping you know you need to look at this like I go to you I may ask you like I think I hit you with that one I won't get into detail and you were like what like what is this chick talking about like I was like yeah I was like am I missing something here like what is it and you were like nah she's bugging you know what I'm saying whatever yeah. and so you know I like to see like a person has a good support system um how do they deal with uh anxiety do they go to therapy you know what I'm saying like I um I've been going to therapy for a long time off and on and I remember one time I met this woman and I told her I was like yeah you know I go to therapy and the first thing out her mouth was oh are you crazy <laughs> and I was just like I just I just like hey, I gotta go I'll talk to you later. like <laughs> that tells me everything I need to know about you you think a person going to therapy makes them crazy or sometimes like yeah. something insane a person you know what I mean so that tells me everything I need to know about you absolutely you know? and you walk away <laughs> oh my god I cannot yeah that's wild wow so that's for me it's like a multitude of things you have to be on the lookout you know what I'm saying and that's like you said another thing I'm not gonna get into names or anything but one thing I've noticed is like a lot of, uh, and I get it, it's a pandemic, so you can't just go out and be out everywhere, but I'm not saying that this man has to take you out on expensive dates, but you want to see how a person maneuvers in public. Yeah. How they interact with other human beings. Yeah. You know, that stuff is important. <laughs> like, <laughs> So yeah. when you see people all the time, they're like, oh, we just in the house kicking it. Oh, we just in the house watching movies. Yeah, that's fine. But going out on dates isn't just, like you say, it's data collecting. Yeah. How does this person act when we're out in public? What if we have a disagreement when we're in public? Are they going to embarrass me? Are they going to call me names in front of everybody? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and how they act with the waiter and people deemed lesser than us, right? Like, exactly. Oh, that stuff is important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And again, if I knew how to date and what I was looking for 2017 and prior, me and my abusive ex would have never happened because he's rude. Like if somebody, you know, got his order wrong or pissed him off, like he would just be all in, in a whatever. And it's just like, I'm real mellow and chill. Like 
not a lot right. of things can really knock me off my, you know, my, my mellow personality. Um, so I need that as well. And, and now I know that. And it's like, oh, that shows me a lot about who you are. You think you're better than everybody else and you're not. Right. And I would never right. date a narcissistic person like that again. Now that right. is, that is personally diagnosed by me. I don't know where my ex is. I don't know if he's ever gone to therapy now. I don't know, but I believe that he uh, was showcasing a lot of narcissistic behavior, but because I didn't know what narcissism was, how would I know that? So again, right. to, to answer back to the question, which was, how do you find a good man? You gotta know what a bad man is. You, ha you, yeah. you have to know that. So uh, I, I love that you uh, brought up the time of execution because now we're gonna get into what Single You Academy is um, before we end this conversation. Dude, we've been talking for 50 minutes. Look, look at us. This is such a good conversation and you was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> not to call you out my bad, my bad. Um, I don't but, like public speaking man <laughs> you're, just, you're just talking to me it's just me and you talking so um I, I want to ask you in your growth um was there a moment in your life you know maybe late 20s early 30s where you were like yo I need to start going to counseling or you know what have you and then what else were you doing in your execution to heal even in this last moment um, with your ex, because you did go through that as well. So what was well, some of the things that you were doing in the execution phase? Well, what started me going to therapy is um, I have a really good friend I used to work with, and we had similar experiences from our childhood, and I won't dive too much into it, but yeah, my parents were uh, very abusive on multiple levels, and um, I knew that, like, and like especially with my mother and so one thing I noticed about myself every time like if I was dating a woman if she did some shit that reminded me of something that my mom did I would cut her off and me like, I'm not dealing with this shit you know what I'm saying like no way and so I ended up going to therapy I was like 30 31 something like that and um I remember the first time I went to I cried like a baby I cried like a fucking baby. Like yeah. I was trying to hold it in. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, uh, he was like, just let it out, man. <laughs> I cried like a because, but the thing is, is that you're holding on to so like I'm like 30 years old at the time, 31. Yeah. That means that I've been holding on to so much stuff for 30 years. Yeah. Like all this stuff on yeah. my shoulders. And to finally yeah. get it out and get it out to somebody that has an objective ear, they're not judging you or anything like that. I felt like a like this weight was lifted off my shoulders, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's why I, I was like, you know, therapy isn't a bad thing, it's a good thing, you know? And so, um, you know, like I said, I've been on, going off and on for several years now, but recently when I was going through what I went through with my ex and um, <laughs> I was just really depressed, I was hurting, like I have never felt emotional pain like that before in my fucking life. Like, <laughs> like I've, you know, I, you know, I've been again. So, like, my boxing trainer Jason, shout out Jason. He's an ex-professional fighter. I've sparred him. This motherfucker hits hard. Yeah. I'd rather be hit in the fucking face by Jason any day of the week than to be feel what I felt going through what I would do with my ex. And so. I like talking to you because I remember I was hitting you up all the time late at night and shit. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm, I'm hurt. So, 
not listen. They don't understand the conversation that we was having, man. I even remember on New Year's Day, I was talking for like an hour or something. I was hurting bad. And so um, uh, I felt like with talking to you and just reading and doing my own work that I had taken myself as far as I could go and that I needed more, um, I needed professional help. And so that's when I reached out to Tamara and um, she's helped me just like really take these leaps and bounds and strides into understanding myself and understanding the situation. Like, I, you know, I was really upset. I was like, man, she just left and, you know, fuck her and all this other stuff. And Tamara, like she really breaks things down in its simplest form for me. And so she was like, people leave your life all the time, whether they walk out of your life, they die or whatever. You, that's their choice and you have to be okay with it. Like she made that choice, that was her choice and you have to accept it for what it is. And when she broke it down and said, and she also broke it down, she's like, have you never broken up with somebody? Have you never walked out of somebody's life? And when she put it like that, I was like, damn, it makes sense. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it, taking those proper steps to heal you know um I I had a good support system around me so I had you I had my friend Candace because I was going through all these stages of grief and like I was like really mad and I was like you know fuck these women I ain't never doing this shit again and one thing like my friend Candace told me she was like look if you're if you're a loving person and this is who you are then that's who you are don't let one situation and let this person have this power over you to where you change who you are because you had this experience you know what I mean and so a lot of times like and I see this with men and women you know they'll they got their heart broken so now it's like fuck all these dudes you like say all these dudes is liars I ain't never doing it's like you're you can't let this person have that type of power over you if you're a loving person if you're a hopeless romantic if you wear your heart on your sleeve then that's who you are don't let the, have this person have that power over you to change who you are yeah and the people who are for you will be in your life um and she's right i, I love that your um your therapist said that because I, I remember watching an episode of dr phil way back in the day and i don't know why it always stuck with me well i guess i know now because now it's the work that i'm doing but this is even before i was doing the work but anyway this woman was going through, uh, she was separated from, it was a, a wife and a, a husband on his stage and they were separated trying to work on their marriage. And her fear was he would cheat on her again. And Dr. Phil said, and what? Right. Meaning you don't die. So you either, so because he cheated on you already, now you kind of know what's going on. So if you make the decision to stay with him and he cheats on you again, then okay leave then you just know okay it wasn't meant to be and it didn't work out or whatever Um, but we can't live in fear of people hurting us because at the end of the day people will hurt us should it be cheating absolutely not but if you make the decision to stay you have two you have it's either or you leave cut your losses or you stay and you move forward in the relationship and i loved how he said that because he's like basically another human being does not give you life your oxygen, we, there's a meme that's going around. Like, remember that dude you couldn't live without? Look at you living and breathing and stuff. 
Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because right. nobody is our oxygen. Nobody. That's one thing I, I like what you said too, because that's one thing I told myself when I was going through the emotional pain from my last breakup. I kept telling myself, you're not going to die from this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it hurts. Yes, it sucks, but you're not going to die. <sighs> and so, I, it, you know, movement is life. You know what I'm saying? And so, you have to keep going. Like, even if you're crawling, there's light at, like, I forget who said it, but it was like, if you're crawling, I think Steve Harvey said, and I don't even like Steve Harvey, but he was like, <laughs> if you're crawling, why the hell would you stop in hell? You know what I'm saying? No, you keep going till you get yeah. to the other side. Yeah. And so my thing is like, this emotional pain is hurt. You don't stop where the hurt is. No, you keep going. Yeah. Keep going, dude. It's going to get better. You know what I'm saying? Law of statistics say it's got to get better. hundred <laughs> percent. Ooh, that is so beautiful. You're not going to die from this. That is, man, if, if you take anything from this conversation that I'm having with DJ, he hurt you. You're not going to die, man. But you're, you're not, not going to die. die from this. In fact, and this is what I asked myself was, how did I get here? And then I learned from it. Um, when mm -hmm. I got out of my abusive relationship, I was like, what in the hell? <laughs> like, how did I get here? It was definitely, it's like, we have to be um, asking ourselves these questions so then we don't get into- Make the same pain. mistakes again. Yeah, we can't be making the same mistakes. Now, nothing's going to be perfect and we're going to make mistakes and we're going to be hurt again, but we can't make the same mistakes, you know? And right. so I love that. You're not going to die from it. That might be the, the title of this episode when I put it on the You box. know, that's a shout out to, um, shout out to my boy, Stive. He passed away recently. Oh, uh, he yeah. told me that he, he was, and I was real young, he was going through a divorce and I was like, Stike, like, how are you dealing with this? You know, how are you? And he was like, you know, it hurts, but I'm not going to die from it. And that's one thing that I take with me all the time. Like when I was going, I was, you're not going to die, bro. You're not going to yeah. die. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, one of the things that I, I just wanted to circle back to real quick, because I love when you said, you know, you had a good sounding board and now you ask, you know, your, your female friends, your male friends, you ask me. Uh, about situations you're in with women. You know, I remember the, the, the text conversation we were having about some girl. And so that's one of the things that I implemented in my life too, because I realized 2017 and prior, I would hold everything that I was going through with men a secret. Um, and I thought I could handle it and I was smart enough to do that. But now I'm mm -hmm. not dating now, uh, which is why I haven't had to come to you yet. But trust me, once I start dating, I'm gonna be like, DJ, is this okay? Like, do you see what he did? <laughs> like, I, seriously, like, I'm not about to just be blindly um, dating and I'm not naive enough to think that I know it all now because I've done all this work and this and that. I don't know everything. Um, and and so, the, and, and because I know I don't know everything, I'm definitely gonna be coming to you. So I can't wait till uh, that starts happening. All right, so let's get into Single You Academy um, so we can go ahead and I uh, respect everybody's time. And I told you I'd hold you for at least an hour and it's been an hour. So um, uh, one of the pastors that I follow, I think it's, oh God, of course now I'm forgetting his name. I think it's Pastor Flowers, Jeremy Flowers. Any, anyway, he said this quote that was so good. He goes, when you wanna be a doctor, you know where you go. You, you go to school to be a doctor. When you want to be a lawyer, you know where you go. You, you, you go to school to be a lawyer. You even have to pass a bar to actually practice law. But where do you go when you want to learn how to be in love? How do you learn how to be in love? The, the area of relationships is the only area where we feel we don't need education in. 
And that's what I feel like I do um, as a certified life coach. I help women discover their worth so that you can stop tying your identity to men and stop being a people pleaser. Um, and what I do is I provide you these types of conversations that come with workshops and most of the videos that we do uh, and workshops that we do are with therapists. So I'm not even a licensed um, therapist, therapist yet. I'm thinking about going back to school. And so again, I say, I'm not naive enough to think that I know it all. So I present and I bring people to the table for the women in single youth to have conversations with. And so my promise to you is in this 12 week program, you will learn how to stop tying your identity and work to men. You will learn the differences, the differences between healthy versus unhealthy relationships. And you will transform from a woman trying to prove her worth to be loved by a man into a woman who finally knows her worth, who you are, what you want and knows how to say no. As we were talking about earlier, DJ, it's all about knowing yourself so that you can know what you want. Like you, you can't be dating if you don't even know what you want. So here's one of my client testimonials. Um, and uh, she goes, Rika, you tend to send stuff right on time for me. The homework and videos you send are always useful for me. I'm learning that many things that were said to me and what I believed about myself aren't true. I'm working through a lot of shame. And in these last couple of weeks working with you, I feel like I've grown so much in my personal growth. I took the time to think about what I was thinking, voicing and processing my trauma instead of numbing myself to it. My friends often um, offer moral support, which is excellent, but they don't have the experience you do to tell me what I need to do. They don't give me steps, you do. Um, I love that she said that, cause yeah, it's, it's sometimes she, and she's younger than us, she's in our, this client is in her 20s. So if we've all never had conversations around healthy versus unhealthy relationships, how are you gonna be asking your friends? Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, we, we, we have to, um, want more education and conversations when it comes to relationships, especially if you want a healthy relationship. Okay. So mm -hmm. in module one, um, class starts, by the way, on December 21st, um, doors are open right now. They will close on December 17th and we'll get to that and we'll get to the price. So how to discover your worth lesson one, breaking mental and emotional attachments, lesson two, trauma bonding and narcissism with a licensed therapist. Remember I said, I bring licensed therapists to single you Academy. Lesson three is a how to love yourself and know your worth workshop. Lesson three and four are that. And then in module two, how to stop tying your identity to men and how to know when to leave him. Uh, lesson one, can you help who you love? Breaking down love with a licensed therapist. I hear a lot of women say that, but you can't help who you love, you can't help it. I disagree. Yes, you can. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and also, just because you quote unquote love someone doesn't mean you have to be with them. Be with them, exactly. You can love people from afar. Oh, I love you over there. <laughs> like, right, you know. exactly. All right, lesson two, how to love yourself and know your worth. Uh, that's a continuation of that workshop. And also lesson three, how to say no to men. Lesson four, what married people mean by marriage is hard. That's from a, a married woman's perspective. She's been married for 18 years. And then lastly, module three, how to stop being a man pleaser. Lesson one, it's in your boundaries, the art of saying no with a licensed therapist. Uh, lesson two, dealing with the F boys, how to know if he's playing you. That's from a male, that's a male uh, uh, doing that workshop. Uh, number three, how to make a guy wait for sex. That's actually our cousin, Dwayne, uh, uh, DJ. Uh, he, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I touch, can I touch on how to make a guy wait for sex real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I just want to say something real quick when it comes to that. Look, women, there's nothing wrong with making a guy wait for sex. Okay, that's whatever. But if you think making a guy wait for sex is somehow going to make him like, like the perfect not. Guy. Like not talk to you ever like if a guy's intention was to have sex with you and never talk to you again after that, it doesn't matter how long you make him wait. He's yeah. gonna disappear. All yeah. right. Yeah. So yeah. don't get it in your head like, oh, if I make him wait 495 days, right. he he won't disappear after he fucks me. He, he's right. gonna disappear. All right. If that's right. what his intentions were, he was gonna leave. So right. I just want to say that because it's about his character. This ain't about exactly. This, this isn't about trying to make. That, that workshop is definitely not about trying to make a guy um, act a certain way. We're we not making anybody act any certain way. Everybody's going to act the way they are, right? So this is about you because I get a lot of um, clients and women and, 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 and even me, like, um, you know, we, we, all, that's all guys want is sex. That's all guys want. That, and, and a lot of women think that that's how they have to play the game. And it's like, you don't if you don't want to. You, you don't. Um, it, 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 you have to, so my mantra in single you Academy is you have to know what you want, have the audacity to believe that you can get it and the patience to wait for it. That's it. So if you want to date this certain way, then you date that certain way and don't morph into anything else that he wants you to do, be whatever. Um, so that one, that's a good workshop. Um, and then uh, lastly, what married people mean by relationships are hard. That is from a male perspective and he's been married for over 10 years. So um, here are some more client testimonials. If you are watching this on Facebook, you can see it on the screen. If you are listening to this on the podcast, I will put them in the show notes. So uh, if you sign up, um, the earlier you sign up, the cheaper it is going to be. So if you sign up by this Friday, you will get a bonus video, how to hurt, uh, how to heal from hurt and trust men again. I'm not here to make you hate men. I'm not here to make you angry. I talked to you about this DJ, like a lot of dudes think that I'm male bashing and it's just so funny to me. Like, I'm not trying to when make- you see dudes that don't wanna see women grow and be better, that tells you everything you need to know about them. They wanna continue to play the game and you know, any man that's worth his, whoever he is, he wants to see you be better. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and I'm not out here making an army of women who hate men. <laughs> like, that's right? Stupid. Um, I tell my clients all the time it's about building fences because you're data collecting, um, but we're not building brick walls. We are not going to close down our heart. We are going to guard it, as the Bible says, guard your heart. Doors closed to Single You Academy um, for this, so it's not going to open for like two months after this. So the doors are going to close on Friday, December seventeenth. Um, they're going to close and they're going to close at this price. Once the doors close on December 17th, the price to Single You Academy will go up moving into 2021. Class starts for this group in Single You Academy on December the 21st. If you pay in full, then you will um, actually pay a cheaper price. So it's $270 for the 12 week program, three payments of $97.99. I'm trying to remove any barrier you have um, with. Uh, financial, uh, whatever. So if you pay in full, you're going to pay a cheaper price because 97 times three is a little bit more expensive than 270s. So if you are watching this video, whether it's in the repeat um, or you're listening on the podcast, 
if you were like, I really need to be in this program, but I just financially cannot afford it. I do have a scholarship opportunity for one person. So what you have to do is you have to email me at the email address here. Um, why are you in need of the scholarship and why are you wanting to work on yourself now? Thanks to WOW with Women of Wisdom, um, which is a nonprofit organization here in the Tri-Cities, they have offered to pay for at least one woman to uh, go through the program on their dime. So thank you, uh, it's Friendship Month. And Shanae wanted me to say that you're my friend, it's Friendship Month, so I got you. All right, so let's recap and then we'll close out. So in this 12 week program, Single You Academy, you will learn how to stop tying your identity and work to men. You will learn the differences between healthy versus unhealthy relationships, conversations that DJ and I wish we had growing up. <laughs> You will transform from a woman trying to prove her work to be loved by a man into a woman who finally knows her worth, who you are, what you want, and knows how to say no. So send me a message um, if you have any questions about this. I am going to comment here on Facebook, uh, the link for you to sign up, and also on the podcast, it'll be in the show notes. So any last words of advice uh, DJ um, or women, men, whatever. Um, well, two things. One, I want to say I'm super proud of you. I am so proud of you. I remember you first starting this stuff out and you've just grown into like this, like blossoming, just, I love what you're doing. It's, it's amazing. Um, I'm super proud of you. Um, two, I just want to say like this for both men and women, have some compassion for others and have some compassion for yourself. Um, it's okay to make mistakes. Um, don't get too hard on yourself and just have fun like with the dating with Single You Academy, just have fun with it. Like don't, like, don't be so rigid and like, oh, I gotta do this, I gotta like, just have fun. Let things happen organically, naturally and you'll be fine.